Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. This is the last Friday of May, May 26th. As we head into Memorial Day weekend, hope you guys had a great week and hope you enjoy this coming weekend. Hey, we're going to talk about the markets, the debt ceiling, all those type of things that are economics and business-minded folks want to know about. Stick with us as we talk about those things and more. Don't forget, though, that there's so many things that you and I, we, we can't control, but you can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. You need to know what that risk is, and you need to know how much it should be to make the right adjustments. Give us a call. That's why we developed our core retirement design. Do just exactly that. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Now, 19 before 9, let's check in on money and see what's happening to your IRA and your 401k this morning. It's kind of funny. We had a couple of slow days as far as government reports earlier this week, and all of a sudden it's like somebody relfed in Washington, and we've got a government data dump that just is never-ending this morning. Let's try to sort through it with uh, Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. Have we got all of the numbers, or have we only got most of them this morning? Good morning. I think that we have uh, all of them that were going to come out before uh, 8.30 or at 8.30. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it really went absolutely crazy. Setting the table yesterday was kind of another one of those mixed bags. Uh, the uh, blue chips were off by a little bit. Dow was off by 35. Standard & Poor's managed to eke out about a 36-point gain. NASDAQ was up at 214 points. I'm just betting I'm looking at you, NVIDIA. And uh, Russell 2000 was uh, down by about 12, so call it an on-balance mixed bag. Brings us up to this morning, and everybody's still concerned about inflation. The big number from the Federal Reserve's outlook is uh, the one that came out this morning, the uh, Personal Consumption Expenditure Index that Jay Powell says he watches most carefully. And it was up overall on an annual basis at 4.4%, but the core, getting rid of the really volatile things like energy and food that go up and down, the core was up more than they expected four-tenths of a percent, and the annualized rate also up more than they expected, 4.7 percent. They were expecting less than those numbers on both fronts. Uh, before we went on the air, Philip, I said I think that uh, odds makers number as to what the odds are of an interest rate increase next month, I think it just went up by a little bit. Yeah, I, I think so, too, as well, because um, not exactly what we wanted to see. For sure, because it was uh, better than expected, or, or I should say higher than expected when it comes to inflation. And uh, yeah, uh, the hope was it'd be the other direction. Yeah, it'd be nice to overachieve as far as controlling inflation. And the, and the other things that come out in the process, and you kind of draw an overall picture. I was looking at retail and wholesale inventories. They came out this morning. Wholesale in inventories decreased by two-tenths of a percent last month. Retail inventories, on the other hand, increased by two-tenths of a percent. But we're still spending money because consumer spending was up more than expected by eight-tenths of a percent. 
it kind of gives me a picture of, okay, fine, we're still spending money and buying stuff like drunken sailors, but the big companies that provide the wholesale inventories that we're going to eventually buy are drawing down inventory, and that generally gives us a good shortage, so I'm kind of seeing on the horizon more inflation and more pressure upward on prices. It is looking that way, and it was interesting to me that the this personal spending number actually was double what was expected, that eight-tenths. They were only expected half half that at four tenths. So, um, yeah, that was way out of line from the expectations. And so, you know, the futures have kind of done a a, a drop down to red, and then they're they're starting to come back up a little bit right now, Dave. Everybody must be you know kind of looking through the numbers a little bit more closely and and deciding that uh, maybe it's not as bad as that first blush. <laughs> Besides, they just want to buy something today, I guess. We're going, which kind of surprised me because generally the rule of thumb is you go into a holiday weekend when the markets are closed on Memorial Day. That is one of those times where taking money off the table where they can't do any damage to it over the weekend is not necessarily bad advice. Exactly. And so you're right. So it's kind of an interesting thing. But hey, we could get to, you know, about noon to one when some of those guys will be taken off for their long weekend and we could see it start to tail off there. They may go to cash then. And that's possible, too. Yeah, the other item that came out was personal income. And when you compare that again with consumer spending, it's not exactly what you got in mind. Consumer personal income up by only four-tenths of a percent, which is not bad number. But then when we double that rate as far as what we're spending, it just kind of indicates, once again, something you and I have been kind of gleaning off of this. We're, we're still spending money, but sometimes it's money that we don't have. That, that's right. <laughs> and that uh, that was indicated uh, earlier this week or last week when we looked at the uh, household debt, you know, the, the how much that had gone up at a record high right now. Well, it's pushing a trillion dollars in household debt and a good chunk of that is on credit cards at 25 and 30 percent interest these days. It's not exactly the picture of a rosy economy in the future, is it? No, it's not. Now, I did see a little headline. I, I didn't dig deep. I can't remember who it was now, J.P. Morgan. One of those, one of those household brokerage firms um, basically said that they expect that once this debt ceiling deal gets resolved, that the market's going to bounce up. So, and you know, that, that might very well be the upward pressure we're seeing as to why the market isn't panicking, because there was some good news out yesterday that uh, McCarthy and Biden's representatives had hammered out something that they thought was pretty close to being viable. So the notion that they're getting closer, even with uh, all the votes in Congress going on vacation for three days, they may actually have a chance of getting something done that can get through both houses of Congress. Uh, yeah, and I think that may be a little bit of the good news we're seeing today. And I actually, I saw another headline. Um, I couldn't dig down to the report, but that there is an expectation that they could actually finalize the deal today. Oh, my Lord. Heart, don't fail me now. We're going to do it three days before the deadline? We're talking Congress here. They never do anything until midnight the day before, do they? Yeah, not, not, I mean, obviously they won't vote on it, but it'll be hammered out and uh, and they, they think they've got it resolved and that they'll bring it, they probably won't bring it to the to Congress yet because most of them are probably already halfway gone home. Um, yeah, they're, but, all, they're all at home eating hot dogs for the weekend. They'll still do it the day beforehand on the 31st, exactly. I'd imagine. Exactly. <laughs> this, this 
time of the year gives me way too many opportunities to let my cynicism about politicians come through, Philip. <laughs> some, <laughs> hey, and some of them are not unwarranted. I'd I, I, I argue most of them are pretty well warranted. Anyway, we've got a uh, we, we've got a, a mixed bag set of information, and it is it is one of those good news, bad news things. It's good news for the economy, but not necessarily good news uh, for future inflation. And that, as Wall Street, at the very least, a little bit jittery. You were telling me right after these uh, inflation reports came out, didn't take a nosedive, but you kind of saw a little bit of green ink go away, and it's kind of turning the other direction. I hear right. Yep, yep, but we're, we're bouncing back up a little bit for the open. Well, let's see what goes on as we talk about the reports that are out. We had a couple, three household names that came out with their quarterly reports. Uh, well, we're talking about consumers spending money they don't have. Uh, they spend a good chunk of it at the gap. Did they spend enough to give it a good report? Well, let's just put it away. They didn't spend enough for it to turn a profit, okay? They still had a net loss. Um, and they still had declining sales, which makes you wonder why they're bouncing this morning. Um, but but that's the case. But the, the most recent quarter, the investors said that they are cheering. That's the word they use in this report. Cheering. Gap's big improvement in its margins. They've cut their mm. promotional dollars and uh, are, are holding on to a little bit more. Gap's trading up today 9.3% right now. That's a company that's been repositioning itself now for a long time. I remember in the 60s and 70s, the gap was where uh, where all our girlfriends bought their tight jeans. And that was pretty much the extent of what you recognize the gap as being. Now they've branched out with Gap Kids and all the rest of the stuff. Uh, looks like they've actually, they're one of those stores that actually survived the transition. Yeah, they have so far. Um, and they obviously they have their ups and downs trying to, again, they're trying to re, kind of reinvent themselves again. And, um, but that's, uh, that's, and they're a pretty wide, pretty big company. Cause I think, don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure that Gap owns Old Navy. So, uh, yeah, so that's another, you know, kind of feather mm-hmm. their cap for the lower end, um, stuff there. Hey, uh, we've got a, a couple of retailers, not just Gap, but we had Restoration Hardware. Um, report as well. Uh, they uh, they beat their uh, numbers for the quarter, and so uh, good. Uh, and their revenue was above expectations as well. Um, but they're getting um, maybe a little bit of a headwind. Um, the the revenue for this second quarter that they're kind of expecting is a little short of expectations, um, and they actually even warned that they're going to have to start markdowns, right? They're going to start marking stuff down to get rid of it, get it Uh-oh. out of inventory. So that's not a good sign. They're trading down today a little over three and a half percent. Does restoration tend to track the uh, housing information and everything, or are they kind of pretty much the Mr. Fix-It stuff where they aren't as, they aren't like a Home Depot or Lowe's that, Lowe's that go with the home starts and everything? They're, they're not like the Home Depots um, as far as, you know, repairs, but they are kind mm-hmm. of the higher end um, you know, when you want the, the, the fancy doorknobs and, and that type of stuff and the nice upgraded furniture, they got some furniture stuff and, but, it, but it's all higher end, um, uh, items that they have in there. Okay. I'm not um, really that familiar with the chain. I know it exists and I know of it, but I haven't ever shopped one. So I really didn't know what position they had in the marketplace. You should walk through one, one time when you're in the mall. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice little walk through to 
look at some neat things. Um, cool. The other uh, retailer we have is Ulta. Um, you know, we've talked about them off and on over the years, and Ulta had really a, a good quarter, strong earnings, strong revenue for this first quarter. Um, however, uh, they're a little flying their ointment as well. Um, get this, they're a little upset because they uh, they they didn't raise their the low end of their full guidance high enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they're and I get this is probably the biggest rub. Their uh, comparable sales grew slightly less than expected. These these things don't seem like they should be weighing us down that much, but for Ulta, they are. Uh, they're uh, weighing the stock down this morning, 9.7%. Now they're playing a real tough room this earnings season. I mean, it takes a lot to satisfy the investors this year, don't they? It is, and Ulta is not a cheap stock. I mean, right now... It's at uh, $438, and that's down $47. Per rud. Yeah. Well, let's let's reset the table from yesterday and go to where we're at this morning. I got a mixed bag yesterday, blue chips uh, off by a bit, the more adventurous growth stocks up. And like I said, primarily, that was NVIDIA that drove NASDAQ crazy. 45 minutes before we open this morning, what are we looking at? So we have bounced back green, and uh, but we've come off the highs again. Uh, right now, we got the Dow up a tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 is up almost a tenth of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is up almost a quarter of a percent. So um, a little bit of green ink as we get going. Hey, I want to mention this. I did see this headline. Uh, the NASDAQ year-to-date, not NASDAQ, the S&P 500 year-to-date um, mm-hmm. uh, is up about 8%. So. Uh, so they're they're making a, a move forward there. Um, That's good news. Yeah. On the other side, we got silver up one point four percent this morning. Gold's up uh, a little over a tenth of a percent, and then crude oil up one point one percent to seventy two dollars and sixty six cents a barrel. I think that's a little lower than it was yesterday at this time. So day over day, I think we're going in the right direction. Yeah, I think so too. I think we were at 73 yesterday, so I'm happy with that. Overseas markets, the Hang Seng in Hong Kong was off by quite a bit overnight last night, but the rest of the Asian rim was up. Europe right now, midway through their day, fractional gains as they look at our economic good news, indicating the uh, the indication that very least we're not looking at a heavy-duty recession for the uh, immediate future anyway. Uh, retirement counts. Retirement is a plan, and if you don't have a plan, that's a problem. How do I get a plan with a little help from you, Philip? Dave, that's exactly why I developed our core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then catch us this weekend. Even though you're probably at the lake and having a good time Memorial Day weekend, turn on the radio. 6 a.m., you're probably still in bed. But noon, good time to catch us noon. And then 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. I might be up at 6 o'clock Saturday. I got an early tea time. <laughs> That's one, you. I'm talking about never- the general folks going to the beach, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you have a great Memorial Day, Philip. We'll talk Tuesday, all right? All right, buddy. You too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Be safe. We'll be back here again on Tuesday. Until then, have a great one. Bye now.